Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum, so happy to join me today. My guest is one of the fastest rising stars at NXT, Trick Williams. Trick will be one of five participants in the Iron Survivor match at NXT Deadline on Saturday, December 9th in Bridgeport, Connecticut. He only started wrestling in 2021, but his partnership with Carmelo Hayes quickly became a crowd favorite, even when they weren't necessarily supposed to be. And he graduated from a sidekick to a contender and then a champion, quickly winning the NXT North American Championship. Uh, he has size, sick athleticism, and one of the most likable personalities in pro wrestling. It makes this guy, in my opinion, can't miss for what you're going to be seeing on Raw and SmackDown in the future. So here we go with my interview with Trick Williams. So pleased to be joined by one of the rising stars, as well as one of the participants in the Iron Survivor Challenge at NXT Deadline, December 9th in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Trick Williams. Trick, welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. Thanks for being here. Hey, reporting to you live is sexy. This is the most entertaining uh, live. Trick Williams has finally arrived. I'm happy to be here, Phil. Nice, nice. So the Iron Survivor match is really one of your uh, big breakout moments on your own. Uh, how are you viewing Deadline, kind of like within the context of your career? Oh, man, this is, like you say, man, this is a groundbreaking moment for me. Man, I'm in there with some dogs. I'm in there, you know, I'm used to being in matches with, uh, with guys who aren't necessarily my size. But in this case, so far, we have Josh Briggs, who is country strong. We have Dijak, who is 6'6 and acrobatic and can do everything. And then we have Brown Breaker, who is just a specimen. So, you know, I got my I got my work cut out for me. <laughs> what makes Trick and Mellow work so well on screen and off screen? How quickly did you guys click? And, and what's your relationship with Carmelo Hayes like? Oh, man, Carmelo is my dog, man. Um you know, it's funny. I was just talking about this yesterday. You know, you know, I have a diverse background as far as, you know, I moved around a lot. You know, I play different sports and just weird things like, you know, I like R&B music. You know, I like rap music. You know, I like soul music. I like James Brown, different stuff like that. And it's funny because no matter what I mention, Carmelo Hayes, you know, he knows the same stuff that I know, you know. And, you know, we, we show up for a show on Tuesday. And we don't talk about anything like, hey, man, just wear what you feel like wearing and I'll do the same. And we both would come in with like a similar color, similar style jacket. It's like, <laughs> man, this is this is what it was supposed to be, man. Like, <laughs> like we just clicked and we've always clicked. And, man, it couldn't have been a better parent, man. That's my dog. Yeah, and I, I thought you guys complimented each other so well too. When when you started off and you were you know kind of uh, in his corner, it was just it was such a good combination because even just the chemistry on screen, even when you're talking, um, yes. you could see it. Did you ever? I mean, we we had him on uh, several weeks back, probably several months back at this point. Um, in terms of just. Uh, cracking him up on screen there had to be some moments there too where uh i, I recall uh the uh I, I believe it was the uh booty meat on a friday line or whatever that was <laughs> I brought that one up to him so like uh, do you have to be conscious of that when you're on screen of like i got i could be funny but i don't want to be uh i don't want to be breaking too many people like jimmy fallon on saturday night live funny you know right man and you know it's funny that's that's the thing you know when me and mellow first quit he's like hey man we we're not funny guys. We're not goofy guys by that. You know, like people laugh with us, they don't laugh at us. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm on the same page. But you gotta understand, like I gotta be me. You know, I gotta feel free to do my thing out there. And it's funny you mentioned that line because I told him, I said, yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm shaking like booty meat on a Friday night. He said, don't you say it? And I was like, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said it. You know what I mean? People loved it. So you know, it, it is what it is. 
<laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, NXT is a lot different from when you started uh, to the point now where it's got these huge events as well as the deal next year with the CW Network. What is it like to be in NXT right now with so much great growth going on? Man, this might sound like the cliche answer, but I'm proud of us. Like, man, when 2.0 started, everybody had something to say. You know, and maybe rightfully so. Like, a lot of us guys, we were brand new to the business, and, you know, we had a long ways to go. But to see the things that we're doing now and the people talking, man, like, I'm proud of the whole roster from top to bottom because people don't know how hard we really work for this. I mean, like, we really grind. We, you know, like, man, we put in the work for this, and I'm glad to see it pay off. So... And I feel like in NXT, the, the you know the one big step up for you was getting in the ring with Ilya Dragunov after the uh, the incident with Carmelo Hayes in that match. What was it like stepping in the ring with him, and what how did you kind of view that moment for yourself? He's a monster. <laughs> I mean, like Dragunov, he's the guy that he brings out the best in you, and I'm so grateful for that match. And if you recall the promos, I knew what I was getting myself into. I said, this is going to be my moment when I show the people who Treat Williams really is and how I want to be perceived from this point on. So, uh, man, I'm grateful for that, you know, that whole angle with Dragunov. But as long as he knows, you know, I'm going to see him again. You know, if I take care, when I take care of business at the Iron Survivor Challenge, we're going to be able to run it back. And then he's going to see a whole new Treat Williams from that last one. Very nice. What went into the decision for you to leave football, become a pro wrestler? Did you watch wrestling growing up? And, you know, what, what does that look like when you make that call? Man, so I definitely watched wrestling growing up, um, mostly during the Attitude Era. Uh, Phil, I ain't going to lie to you, and I hope this ain't a PG all the way account, but my first, you know, I opened can of whoop ass at three years old. And um, my mama told me, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to cut back with the wrestling a little bit. <laughs> so um, we was diehard. We was all the way into it, especially during the Attitude Era. Um, growing up, you know, I kind of ventured more towards the football side mm -hmm. and, you know, just locked in once we got to college and everything. So I was kind of distant. I would say once John Cena was really on top, that's when I was, you know, heading into college and doing everything like that. Well, I was already in college. But, um. But uh, after I got cut from the Eagles, um, funny story, I had an agent. He was trying to sign me up for the XFL, which at the time was owned by Vince McMahon. Right. And I don't know what happened somewhere in the paperwork. It got mixed up. But uh, he like, yeah, we're going to get you with the XFL team. It's no problem. And uh, the next day, I get an email from WWE. They say, if you're interested, you know, we'd like to come see you for a tryout. And, you know, to be honest, up to that point, I never thought about becoming a WWE superstar just because I never knew how to get into it. I never knew anybody who's done it. You know, people from where I'm from don't really do it. Well, at least from what I knew at the time, knowing what I know now, Shelton Benjamin, he's not, um, he's, he's like an hour down the road and he actually knows some of my family, but, um, you know, it was foreign to me as how do you become a WWE superstar? So I went to a tryout and uh, they said, oh, man, you're athletic, you're charismatic, you can talk, but you never wrestled a day of your life. And that's the truth. I never wrestled. So, uh, man, I took the steps to become a superstar. I moved up to Philly with my uncle, uh, South Philly, and I attended CZW for a few months before COVID broke out. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once COVID broke out, I went to Knox Pro, uh, trained with Rakishi and the Fatus, uh, Black Pearl. And then from there... Uh, WWE said, okay, we're going to bring you in for another trial. This is after COVID had already broken out. And then I got signed the second time. So 
man. And I'm grateful for every single step that went along with that because uh, that time of having to pursue it on my own is really what I feel like got my mind right. So I can, you know, fall in love with the business and everything that came with it. What was that first promo like that you uh, had to perform for them? Uh, in WWE? Yeah. Oh, man. I'll be honest with you. I still haven't gone back and watched it because oh, I just remember Twitter going crazy. Oh, man, he talks like a pimp. He talks like a pimp. We can't understand what he's saying. Oh, he's country. He's from the South. And, you know, oh, man, they, they ripping me hard. But I just stayed true to me, man. And, you know, I just continued to be Trick Williams. And, you know, sooner or later, people got with it. So, funny, I still haven't gone back and watched it because, you know, that was, I probably was a little bit, you know, a little bit on my edge, you know, a little bit anxious to get out there. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's one thing. I remember I said, are you about it, about it? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> what what is it like walking into the door of the WWE Performance Center for the first time? Is it like well, opening the door to Willy Wonka's like factory? Are you overwhelmed? Are you just kind of the athlete that you are? Let's let's coach me and just let's get going. Man, walking in the first time, I'm like, okay, this is the real deal. You know, this is where greatness is being made. You know, and you know, I'm a professional. You know, I pursue I pursue it like you know, like a soldier, like a professional athlete. Like, okay, I've been. I'm finna put in some work here. So, um, you know, you know, it's, it's business to me. I recently recorded a show with a uh, Seahawk, Cam Hawkins, uh, that will be uh, available soon. And on that show, he compared you to Booker T. Do you see those comparisons to Booker in the ring and personality wise? And is Booker someone whose brain you have the opportunity to pick? Yeah. Uh, well, I hear it all the time, man. And, you know, that's a great compliment. Um, cause Booker T, you know, he, he is great, was great. Um, so, you know, I'm honored by that. Um, and yeah, I talk to Booker all the time and we check in weekly, you know, I might watch a film with him or just pick his brain or, you know, uh, just talk, talk business. And, um, he's definitely been a guy who's been very helpful for me and my career. And, um, he's adamant on, you know, you know, me doing it myself though. He's like, Hey, you don't, don't do it. Like I did it. You know, I don't want you to come up off my name. Like, go out there and get it yourself. And I, that's the way I want it, you know. So he's been very helpful, you know, from a mental standpoint. But, uh, you know, I definitely want to still be Trick Williams and not remind people of Booker T, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I mean, you guys are similar size, similar athletic, you know, similar movements in the ring. Long, really. long legs, yeah. the hair. I, I get it, man. And I, I wish I would have came up with that scissor kick first because, man, that's a that's a perfect finisher. <laughs> uh, some of that stuff he used to do when he when he was first bringing it out, when he was breaking out of Harlem Heat, was just it was so cool to watch him break out like that back then. Because Harlem Heat was really good, but then when he really came out on his own, it was like, wow, this guy's really got a lot. Like he's 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 unbelievable. Any other mentors you've had, you know, so far in your early career, inside or outside of the WWE PC? Uh, definitely, I would say Shawn Michaels. Um, being able to talk with him and seeing what he wants. He's the type of guy, you know, he, he tell you like it is. And that's what I like and that's what I need, you know, as a soldier, you know, as an athlete, you know, I like to, you know, tell me, tell me what's good and tell me what's not. And Shawn Michaels has definitely been that guy. Um, and, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to work with him, man. Um, Terry Taylor, he's my in-ring coach. He's, you know, full of knowledge. He helps me out a lot. 
Norman Smiley, man, you know, PC is full of legends, man. So, you know, if you're there, you're in a great position. Definitely. What is your, um, how does it differ for someone like you versus someone say like Carmelo Hayes? Carmelo Hayes is somebody I've seen on the independency before he was in WWE because he used to work up in my neck of the woods here. So uh, he's got extensive experience outside of WWE. What's kind of the learning curve for somebody who's kind of starting at the level that you were? Um, I think everybody's journey is different, but uh, I could say, uh, yeah, everybody's journey is different, man. It's kind of tough, but uh, I could definitely see how guys who've been, you know, in the business, you know, 18 years, like Melo has, you know, you know, definitely had, you know, step forward, step up on guys like me and some of the athletes who are coming from their different sports backgrounds. But at the same time, like, I feel like there's advantages that come from not growing up inside of wrestling per se, you know, like we don't, we might not view everything the way someone who's been in the business for a long time may view it. You know, we might look at it from a different side of, you know, from, you know, our realities are just different in a lot of different ways. So that's always pretty cool. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with your background there, but all of a sudden the vulture fireworks just went off. Hey, hey, I, I figured I said something good, man. The people like <laughs> right. I'm, not, I'm not sure what went on there, but I'll, take, but I'll take it. Um, did you enjoy creating in those barbershop segments with Carmelo? To me, it was such a unique setting to connect with the audience and also show the fans a taste of culture they may not otherwise get. And I feel like that's really important. Yeah, man. Like me, man, me and Melo working together has just been it's been butter, you know, for lack of better terms, man. It's been butter. Like, we click on so many different ways, man, from the very jump. Uh, like, it's never been hard, you know. Like, we just flow. We bounce off one another. Uh, in ring, you know, he's helped me out a lot, man. Like, I'm very fortunate to work with a guy like Melo because, you know, he is really good at what he does. And uh, we complement each other very well. So, it just it just works, man. Like, there's nothing we can't do out there. And what is your creative process like on the mic? Have you always had the gift of gab? And how do you just come up with some of the stuff you do? Do you, do you keep a notebook or has it just got to be spontaneous? I'm not going to lie to you, Phil. Like, it's just, I feel like it's in me, man. Like, you know, my family, you know, things that I didn't realize wasn't common growing up is the things that I say now and people love. Like, I say something and people are like, oh, man, that's that's great. I'm like, Okay, I guess it's great, but you know, this is how people talk where I'm from. So, <laughs> you know, I didn't, that wasn't the line I thought was going to go crazy. You know, I thought something else was going to go crazy. And, you know, my family, man, this, the stuff we watch, the entertainment we watch, I feel like I pull from a total different, you know, entertainment platform than probably most other people who are in the business. So I think that helps a lot. Yeah, definitely. And it, it would be so interesting if somebody was just going to try to write for you, who's not you, because it's just like, I'm not sure it would necessarily work. It would have to, you'd have, you'd have to be able to collaborate with what you have because yeah, uh, nobody could do it. Maybe my brothers, you know, they, they understand the things that, you know, we pull from, but yeah, you, you can't write for me. I can't write for myself. I just feel it. But I think that's one of the great things about NXT right now, too, is just so many different types of uh, people, so many different types of backgrounds. You get so many different flavors watching that show, and right. it's just such such an enjoyable uh, situation right now. Um, we're going to move on to something we call the three count now. It's going to be three quick questions and your answers. So uh, the whoop that trick chance, did you expect that, and do you embrace it? I definitely embrace it, and no, I did not expect it. Uh 
uh, it comes from a movie, uh, Hustle and Flow. Uh, and funny enough, man, like that, that was a good movie, like way back in the day, probably 2005. But uh, it's more like a chant, like an anthem, like I'm about to beat somebody down. That's what whoop that trick means. So, you know, when they pulled it out, and this is early in NXT 2.0 days. If you go back and watch, people have been saying whoop that trick for a long time. But I think once the interest music kind of changed, it really amplified even more. So, man, I'm just, I'm just running with it, man. Whoop that trick. It's the movement. And then the and then they have the signs there for it too, which was also which was also fun to see. Um, and you hear that chant a lot of different other places too, but it's not for somebody named Trey. Right. So even better, right. you know, for your end of things. The second question was about the Booker T's interludes uh, into that chant. Uh, <laughs> the ad libs. <laughs> what, what, what do you think about that? Oh man, I love it, man. I'll shoot. I want to put it on the on the on the official copy. So people can hear it all the time, you know, because the crowd can't even hear it because, you know, he does that when he's in the when he's at the announcer table. But, yeah, man, I love the ad lib, man. It, man, make you want to bounce, make you want to jump, you know. So nah, shout out to Booker for the ad libs. Yeah, they've been very good. And then uh, Wade Barrett's uh, version of the ad libs was a, was a little bit different. But, uh, I mean, Booker's, like you said, if it's in your music, at least, uh, you know, I don't know, you're probably going to have a pretty long career. I'm not sure Booker T is going to call every match that you're in. So you need something else there to uh, to fill in the uh, to fill in the blanks. Right, right, right. And Wade should be sued for that. Shimon. <laughs> what, what else did he throw in there? I, I heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what else he threw in there, but. Uh, yeah, he threw some stuff in there, man. That was uh, that was pretty good though, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's fun. It's 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 fun for people to react to. It's also fun wait, watching Vic Joseph have to wait to say something because Booker's still going. <laughs> but uh, last question: When you look at the WWE year NXT roster, who would you like to test yourself and step across the ring from at this point? I mean, I think there's one answer, and uh, that's Dragunov. I mean, he's the guy with the title, and um, I mean, I've mentioned say, man, Dragunov probably giving me my best match you know because he brings the best out of you but the next time i see him he's gonna get a uh, a brand new trick williams so i'm looking forward to showing him what i can do all right great and just uh, as we wrap up just uh as as you're looking ahead to nxt deadline the iron survivor match it's a unique style of match there's some very interesting guys in there i'm not sure how much you've matched up individually against those guys before so just what how do you how do you kind of give a scouting report on that match? And how do you, how do you sort of prepare for what you need to accomplish there? Yeah, man, I'm start off with Josh Briggs, man. And I like to say two words, country strong, you know, he's the type of guy probably looks like he's been, you know, raising cattle and, you know, moving haystacks and, and bulls and everything with his bare hands, chopping down tree trunks, tree trunks. So, you know, that's a strong guy, man. And, uh um, He's been wrestling for a long time too. Yeah. Um, Brown Breaker. I mean, what more do I need to say? Second generation specimen monster. Uh, man, he, he's the best of the best here at NAC. And, you know, he's carried our division for a very long time. So nothing but respect to Brown, but he got to get it. And uh, Dijak, um, man, a goat, man. He's been doing this for a very long time. He's done it with the best of the best. He's six foot six. He's acrobatic. He's strong. Like, man, who wouldn't want to work against Dijak, you know, because he's guaranteed 
to pull the best out of you as well. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and his match with Wesley on the, the premium live event months back man. was just unbelievable. With the broken finger, and man, that was crazy. Yeah. Well, Trick Williams, thank you so much for joining me today on Another Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. Again, NXT deadline, December 9th, Bridgeport, Connecticut. All the best to you. Really enjoying everything that you are doing in NXT. Hey, I appreciate you, Phil. Thank you. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank Trick Williams for joining me today, and I'd like to thank Chuck Kingsbury from WWE for working this out. Follow me on Twitter at Under the Ring for the latest guest announcements, and have a great week, everyone. Hey.